Guten Tag and good morning, my brothers and sisters. This is our fourth inaugural episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast as we continue to discuss the game of life amidst the other games we love like sports and video games. I am one of your hosts, the only sucker to buy an Atari Jaguar, Lucas Ham. Also with me are the hater of all cute robots and cooking rats, Patrick Novacell. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Woods' biggest fan on the 18th hole, Ronnie Johantis. Hey. And last but certainly not least, Channel F's only console fanboy, Mark Boucher. Good morning, and happy New York Comic Con week, everyone. Yeah. Woohoo! Thanks for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night. If this is your first time joining us, welcome, and thanks for listening. We are one of many conversational podcasts, but we are one of the few that have an undying love for Pixar and give the latest tips and tricks to fingernail clipping, while also seeking to inspire you and each other as we live, work, and play the game of life. Also, feel free to go back and listen to our earlier podcast where we introduce ourselves, share why we started a podcast, talk about occupations, and our love for video games. So guys, as we've done every week, or at least for the past few, let's start out by gathering around the old water cooler and talking about what's new in the news, in our personal lives, entertainment, sports, video games, and the world. Discussing the highs, lows, and in-betweens of this past week. Who wants to lead the way? I'll take it. I'll go first. <laughs> Mark Boucher stepping All right, up so, to the belt. Uh, so, yeah, my, you know, obviously I had my normal stuff that I do during the week. Um, right now we're sort of in the process of kind of redecorating our house. Uh, to make it really more like a home because a lot of the house just kind of felt boring to us and not really homey I guess like we don't have any curtains or anything up it's just all like blinds that they had when we uh, moved in and all that kind of stuff so we're just trying to decorate the house we're trying to rearrange um, the spare room that we have upstairs and sort of reconfigure it into an office that's where I normally record that's where I am right now uh, so we're in the process of, of trying to move things around. Um, we had like a futon in here that we got rid of because uh, we don't really use it. So uh, we're, we're supposed to get a, uh, a chair that is my wife's that is currently at my, my in-law's house. We're going to go pick that up. As well as uh, my sister-in-law actually made my, my wife a... If you guys, do you guys know what a TARDIS is? No, Sounds what's like that? a Negative. ship, like a spaceship. It, I believe it's an old, old wooden <laughs> back in the Civil War era. Yes. You make me sad. You make me very, very sad. Wait, no, is it a throne? Yes. That would be awesome if your office had a throne to sit at when you were doing work and podcasting. Comes with a guy juggling and everything. Yes. To all my Doctor Who fans out there. I am so, so sorry. Oh, it's a telephone pole. Can we, uh, not telephone pole. <laughs> telephone pole. <laughs> can we edit yes, out? Yes, he goes what, traveling around in a telephone pole. Can we edit out <laughs> everything else and just go straight to be saying telephone booth or pole? That It doesn't matter. Either way, it's funny, but no? Okay, continue. Okay, so the, the, the TARDIS is the ship that the main character from Doctor Who travels around in. It's... Who's the main character? Disguised as a 1950s. 
What's that? Who's the main character? The main character's name is the Doctor. He just goes by the Doctor. He has a real name, but uh, it's never actually said. He Wait, his name's not Doctor Who? Ha, ha. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not Doctor Who. It's quite obvious. Went first. <laughs> it's quite obvious. Can I, can I continue now? <laughs> Sorry. <Everybody's all> fired <laughs> up. I, I apologize for never like watching the... the show. You brought up the Tartarus. Is that what it's called? Tartarus, <laughs> The right? Tartarus. The Tartarus. I'm yes, sorry. I've are, never, I've never watched this show. Plaque. I just, I just want to understand. <laughs> it's okay. No. Uh, I'll, let you, so I'll let you talk. The name sorry. of the ship is... <laughs> the name of the ship is the TARDIS. It is it's an acronym. It stands for Time and Relative Dimensions in Space. But in any case, in any case, it's a time machine that the main character travels around in. It's disguised as an old 50s police telephone box. In any case, all that to say, uh my sister-in-law actually made my wife a bookshelf to look like the TARDIS and and the doors open up to where you can put books on the bookshelf so that is coming from my in-laws house over here into the office upstairs and we're just going to try to configure it into like an office slash library and i'm going to have all things nerdy in here so so is, is that uh, is that life size or is that like a smaller version please. it's not life size no please uh, <laughs> oh yeah. i totally thought life size not quite life size but it's it's this it's the size of like a I don't know just a standard half bookshelf. Gotcha. Cool. So if that makes sense. But in any case, so we're we're gonna get that over here and we're reconfiguring the, uh, the office and all that. Uh, Friday night we had a, a game night. Uh, we had a bunch of friends over and we played some more exploding kittens as well as some Jackbox. Uh, games. Uh, I introduced some of the guys to, to Fibbage, which was Yay, awesome. Fibbage. They loved it. Fun game. Um, that same day, actually, we were playing um, Drawful 2 with uh, Ed Placencia and his uh, his No Work Friday stream, which was which was awesome. Uh, and and so, you know, we had our normal stuff: family dinner at La Coretta, The the Mexican restaurant and Sunday uh, my wife unfortunately had to work uh, so I had to do the whole church thing by myself uh, but when she went to work I ended up uh, picking up some chipotle hey Mark and uh, real yeah. quick you know when you go to church you're never alone boom this is true this is true that's that's deep that's deep stuff just saying man well I was I was wifeless <laughs> fair enough for 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 that sunday but in any case uh so i brought her some chipotle for dinner and sat and had dinner with her because she had to work a late shift and then monday at work was kind of crazy it was a weird day because unfortunately two people got fired uh at work so which was was kind of rough yeah and it happened in a matter of minutes there's just like one minute I was in the middle of doing something, and the next minute, you know, oh hey, they don't work with the company anymore. It's like, that's, oh, that stinks, man. Wow. Yeah, but um, so I felt bad, but 
you know, stuff like that happens. But uh, that's that's pretty much my my week at a glance. Uh, looking at, at video game news real quick, did you guys happen to see this uh, this leak uh, that came out about this this new Harry Potter RPG video game? Yeah, I did see that. I'm not Me a big too. Harry Potter fan, but it seems like it's pretty pretty exciting for those who are into Harry Potter. Yeah, so for those who who haven't who haven't seen it, uh, there there was kind of some leaked footage online. Somebody posted it, I believe, on Reddit. Uh, it was it was pulled immediately by Warner Brothers. Uh, it was it was from a focus group that was that was conducted in the U.S. and it shows this like third person open world action RPG, kind of set in like uh, you know 1800s uh, Harry Potter universe. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, this kind of leaked on Reddit, and apparently uh, this this person who posted the the video he claimed that the that the footage uh, shows what he was shown when approached in a shopping mall uh, to watch the trailer and complete a short survey. And although cameras and phones were basically nixed, you weren't supposed to have them at all. Uh, he was able to sneak it by, and they neglected to see his his phone, so he was able to snap this footage. And so this apparently uh, is going to be made by a company called Avalanche Software, um, and it's basically this sort of open world RPG looking version of of like Hogwarts and all sorts of stuff. Uh, it looks like uh, you can choose as like eight different wizard types and have control over you know the house that you're in like you know slithering gryffindor all those hufflepuff and you can choose which yeah hufflepuff ravenclaw Ravenclaw. yeah (laughs) gotta gotta mention them all we can't forget any um, we can make up more if we want some people might not know anything about harry potter floop-de-boop I don't think anyone would believe that, Mark. I'm sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I uh, I saw the video earlier today, today or yesterday, and uh, I I thought two things. One, I thought that that's a cool idea, and that would be a fun world to get lost in. But the second thing I thought is, isn't this like a few years late? Like, shouldn't this have been released when uh, Harry Potter was a thing, or? Or is this a good timing? I think Harry Potter is big no matter what day, what week, what year we're in. Because there's Harry Potter fans all around the world. And I think there's people that are just starting to read these these books. Um, yeah. You know, the, the right. parents are, are handing them down and things like that. So I think, uh, I think yeah, I mean, it might, they might have missed the mark. It, it might have been better if it was out, you know, a few years ago when the uh, movies were out. Uh, but I think it. I think yeah. it's. Uh, it's. It's getting people excited uh, about Harry Potter. I mean, there's. Isn't. Isn't there a Harry Potter series on right now in the out in the theaters? There is. is there's a second movie coming where Johnny Depp is yet again a very weird villain, and they. Uh, they're doing like a prequel to Harry Potter, and so maybe they're gonna they're gonna like work it in line with that because, like Mark said, it is set in the 1800s. Apparently, I didn't see that part. I just saw the videos of it and it looked cool uh but yeah yeah they definitely have the uh the fantastic beasts movies uh they've had the first one fantastic beasts and where to find them and then but like you mentioned the second fantastic beasts movie the crimes of grindelwald 
uh, will be coming out, uh, I believe, later this, towards the end of this year. And uh, so, plus they've had uh, Broadway plays uh, and and the transcripts of that. Like there, there's actually a, a Broadway play called, uh, I believe it's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh yeah, which takes place after the events of uh, Deathly Hollows um, in that sort of future time. Um, yeah, I read the so, story. Yeah, Potter. I read the story on Wikipedia because I knew I was never going to see the play, and then I wasn't sure if it yeah. was ever going to become a, <laughs> a movie. I, I will confess that I'm a a very common user of Wikipedia when I'm not going to see a movie or watch something. I just go on Wikipedia and just read the whole story. It's really fun to do, and I did it with the Cursed Child. It's a pretty cool little play, but no spoilers here, so no worries if you want to read the play or go see it. It's recommended. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep my mouth shut on that. But yeah, Pottermania is definitely not dead. And I think, you know, with J.K. Rowling and her plans to just keep expanding this Fantastic Beasts universe, I don't think I don't think this is too out of, you know, the sweet spot of, of having a game like this. Would it have been better if the if this came out during the mainline Harry Potter movies when they were in theaters? Yeah, probably. But I still think, you know, the iron is hot. Yeah. So, I just think now think, it's th- going to have to be a really good game for people to buy into it. I think if it would have come out near the end or even within a year after the last movie came out, I think people would have just bought it. Bought it? Is that right? They would have bought it. They would have bought it without thinking. Bought it. Yeah. Bought it. Thank you. I just corrected <laughs> myself. Nice. So that's just my thoughts, though. Good job. Yeah, Absolutely. But that uh, that wraps things up with me, uh, Patrick. What about you? So how was oh your week? My gosh, this the old week robot been... hater. The old yeah. Uh, so I, I rewatched <laughs> Wally and still hate it. No, no, no. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hated it. Totally different opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So our bathroom. We had to redo our bathroom. So last week. We were in our bathroom, stepped on one of our tiles, and water started coming up. So we had thought it was just from our, you know, our kids playing in the bathtub, splashing water, and it kind of got through the cracks, whatever. So we kind of wanted to see if how much water was under there, and the tile just, the stick tile just came right up. There was no stickiness left to it, no glue left. And oh, pull it up, man. and there's just wa- standing water underneath that. So Nasty. we're like, oh, my gosh, how how far does this go? And we, we ripped up half of the uh, the tile, and there was just water everywhere. So we uh, tried to air it out, and then we noticed that it wasn't going away. So we found out that there was a clean water pipe leak coming from our toilet that was just going underneath the tile. So... We had to rip up all the tile. We had to rip out the the toilets. The we were thinking about doing getting a uh, a just a tool or like a new pipe for it just to to, to stop the leaks. But the damage that was already done, so we we decided to pull out the mm-hmm. toilet and we pulled up all the tile. And underneath the tile is you know the wood, um, and the wood was just rotten. It had apparently been leaking for years, not just not just a few months or anything. It's, it's, it was years because 
when we tore it up the and we noticed the rotted wood i mean we put a pencil straight through this wood so we're like oh my gosh we have to redo the way to take this wood out we have to put new wood in we have to put a new floor down we have to take take off the baseboards um it was just it was an absolute mess um luckily uh yeah luckily my wife's brother um what has been has been out of work he he starts a, a new job i think next week but he's been out of work um and he was able to come over while i was at work and my wife was home to take care of the bathroom and do all the stuff that was needed um so yeah it was it was awful that we had that but luckily they you know wasn't sitting on the toilet and all of a sudden fall through <laughs> oh man i'm glad sitting on the toilet I'm glad that didn't happen because that would have been worse so uh Just so bit. yeah we, we uh so all, all week we were uh updating the bathroom putting new flooring down we got a new toilet um new flooring and put up put up the baseboards and uh so the next thing i gotta do is i gotta <clears throat> recalk everything and so it's all sealed so, yeah, it sucks, but our bathroom looks nice now that we fixed it up. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's that sucks, but um, that's pretty much all that that's been happening this past week is just redoing our bathroom. All right. So how, how about you, Ronnie? What you got? Well, you guys are never going to believe what I did. I really went outside my zone, and I cannot believe how on topic this podcast just went. This week, I went to Harry Potter trivia at a bar. Oh, no hey. way. With there you go. People, like a bunch of my friends, they're all like diehard Harry Potter fans. That is um, awesome. I learned I'm there's uh, 142 so staircases in Hogwarts. One of them actually knew that. 142 staircases. What? Wow. And How's that uh, a- Hermione Granger's middle name is either Jean or June. I believe they would accept both because it's different in the book and the movie. I think it's Jewine. Isn't it Jewine? It's a mixture of the two. Jewine. Hermione Jewine Granger. Jean with a J. Combine the two. That outside of my norm, that's pretty much the only thing I did differently this week. Uh, It was actually really fun. I mean, I I think I seen the first Harry Potter movie, and I haven't seen anything since. And it was just like when it first came out. This was forever ago, Um, and I haven't watched any of the other ones. So I was just uh, I was just there for the good time. Uh, they did get second place, but I was a little disappointed. Um, even though we were kind of, we were even trying to work the server a little bit. She was you know, kind of feeding us some of the ones we didn't know. Time but, for some uh, new, uh, time for some new Harry Potter before, friends, I think, Ronnie. Yeah, I know, I know. I didn't even know I had any until this trivia thing came up. So, <laughs> why, I mean, why would they talk to Harry, talk to me about Harry Potter? <laughs> they uh, other than that, that was the only thing that happened out of the ordinary for me this week. Uh, so I'll move right on to sports uh, first. And foremost, uh, Bengals with another win. They are three and one. They beat Atlanta on the road. Um, Thirteen-yard touchdown pass to AJ Green with seven seconds left. It was intense. Patrick, what do you think? It's a pretty good game. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was back and forth. I mean, it was a high-flying kind of game. I mean, they were, they were passing all around the field. It was pretty pretty awesome. It was exciting. It wasn't a boring game where there was like zero to zero. I mean, it was like 37, 36 or something like that. So they, yeah. yeah, they were passing throughout the throughout the game, so that was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a really fun one. I assume Mark Lucas, you guys uh, definitely did not watch it. That is that is a confirmed. I, I, I did not watch it. I did not watch that game, but I did watch some of the Colts Texan debacle. 
at, at least it was oh, a debacle. That was a in the dark because I thought you were in. The... <laughs> no, but I was just saying that it was a debacle from my end because I was actually in Indiana on the day of the game, so I was surrounded by oh, Colts really? fans, and they were both surprised and not surprised, being uh, diehard Colt fans that have seen these kind of games in the past. So. Yeah, that uh, that game uh, probably won me a fantasy this week. Uh, Did it? Andrew nice. Book Club. Now it's two and two. Woo-hoo. Oh, Andrew Lux Book Club. Yeah, we're cheering and, for you, buddy. Uh, so the Reds, our uh, Bengals are going great. Reds are done for the year. They finished at a very good sixty-seven and ninety-five record. Woo. Nice. Uh, ouch. That was yeah. Rough. That's a rough one. That is. And, uh, it sounds worse <laughs> when I said it out loud. What didn't feel that bad writing it down? <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, my big, my big story that I thought was uh, relevant from this week, and it's it's kind of been going on for the past few weeks, but there's kind of another wrinkle in the story, is uh, in the NFL, the Steelers star running back Le'Veon Bell has been sitting out this whole season for a new contract. The reason he's basically sitting out is in the NFL, it's a cap sport, so they can't get you know a, a you know this gigantic amount of money that you would see maybe like a baseball player get. Um, it's not a lot of guaranteed money. So for a guy like him, who's pretty much the best in the league, I mean, he doesn't want to go out there and get injured and then not get paid next season. So it, it, uh, it depends on how you're looking at it. The reason it's interesting is because Le'Veon Bell's probably the best running back in the NFL. I think there could be arguments, but he would be, <laughs> he would be in every single one of them. Um, he wants like 15 to $20 million per year. And he wants, That's it? He wants to be a stealer, but I think – they're talking about trading him, so we'll see what happens. I mean, if he doesn't want that, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah I'll take $1 million <laughs> less. I'll take $20. <laughs> I see your 20 and I'll take 19 <laughs> to be the water boy. We are going to be down to one penny. One dollar. Um, so the Steelers, the interesting part about that is the Steelers are one and two and one because they tied the Browns, which is hilarious. Yeah, they're tied with uh, so the Browns overall, right? Are they tied with the Browns? I believe they are. Nice. I believe they are, which is right in the cellar of the Bengals division, which is awesome. So the Steelers being one and two, they're not playing very good football. Like They seemingly need him, so this whole holdout thing is happening. And like I said, they're accepting a lot of trade offers. And the wrinkle in the story came this week or this past weekend. Uh, Earl Thomas, a safety for the Seahawks. He injured his leg, which looks like – uh, going to be a season ender well he was actually holding out for a period of time as well and he decided to come back and oh, it's man. a really a really Eesh. horrible leg injury so as he's getting carted off the field um he gave the middle finger to his entire seahawks sideline oh no nice. basically wow that's not yeah, that's gave the middle no finger good to the whole organization on tv and everything why did he do that to them what did they do to him did they break uh, his they leg refused. they refused the holdout so he went back to play what he kinda, I, they re- they refused to hold out that so he was holding out they refused then to pay him he ended up coming back and then he got hurt oh so he's upset with the organization because he's been good for them for a really long time and they you know they wouldn't uh, yeah. re-up his contract and then he went out there and got hurt which was is a terrible thing um hmm. so Le'Veon Bell who's still sitting out commented and said uh, that he was doing this for all of them meaning like all of the NFL players he's holding out right so, I mean. You could argue that he's just the best all-around player in the NFL. Well, yeah, with that he's situation, picking, you know. he's his position's been strengthened. I mean, he's he's holding yeah. out to prevent what happened to that other guy. So, 
Yeah, and I think a lot of people are kind of funneling in behind, and I'm sure there will be a new new agreement. But um, I don't know. A lot of people side with the team. A lot of people side with the players. I think um, obviously these guys make a ton of money, and the, probably the number one argument against it will be like, oh, they're getting paid millions of dollars to play football. That is true. The average football career is, you know, less than five years. So yeah, depending on your position, time to make their money. Yeah, especially for running backs. I mean, wouldn't they have some kind mm-hmm. of insurance? I don't know that they could fall back on instead of demanding that they get paid something no matter what. I mean, to get paid something no matter what and then get something broken and you can't play and then they're still forking out money for you, that doesn't seem fair to on the other side. So there's got to be like some yeah, kind I, of I think I, insurance or I don't know, something that could be a buffer between the two so that it would be fair for both sides. Yeah, that is a good question. I think he was on um, – Earl Thomas was on the last year of his contract. So the Seahawks did not – um, they didn't give him a new contract. Then he went back and played and got hurt. So now it's looking like it probably lost him, you know, millions of dollars. Was this his yeah. first game back? That I do not know. Okay. That I do not know if it was his first game back or not. Um, but I, I always kind of tend tend to lean like towards the players. I mean, I think a lot of these players, you know, I guess relatively, it's not, um, you know, it's not like he's making my salary or anything, you know, but. Uh, he does have a short amount of time to make his money, and I, I mean, I, I understand it from both uh, both perspectives, but uh, kind of wanted to get your guys' take on that. Well, yeah, I mean, like Lucas said regarding the insurance, like if I were to, because right now I get a salary at my job, and if I were to get hurt, then I get I have to take like a, some sort of maybe disability or workers' compensation or whatever kind of compensation that I'm going to get. It's 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 not going to be my exact salary. It's going to be at a reduced rate. So I don't know if that's something that that the NFL does um, when you do get hurt or because I you did say that none of the that money was guaranteed. So when you get when you get hurt, you you lose all that money. I think a lot of the money in the NFL is not guaranteed. But what I actually believe is. If they get hurt during the season, they still get that season salary because they basically got hurt for the team. But where he lost a bunch of money was his contract doesn't go past this year. So his next contract, somebody signing a guy who just you know blew out his ACL or, or whatever leg injury he ended up uh, having, you know they're not going to pay him even half of what he probably would have made. How old is he? So is he like was, a that was the frustration? Thirty six, thirty eight year old kind of guy where no one's going to want to sign him, or is he young? I don't think he's that old, but I think he has been in the league for a long time. Um, so I think he's definitely on the backside of his career. Hmm. So I just I, I thought it was interesting, you know, really from both sides. I mean, I, I kind of understand the players sitting out, you know, for the guaranteed money, or um, I kind of understand the organization. Some of them don't want to, you know, kind of handcuff their entire organization by paying one player so much money. It doesn't really make that much sense. Uh, but that is, uh, that is my sports, and I will hand it back off to Lucas. All righty then. So uh, before I share my personal news, because I have quite a bit of it, being that I am in the U.S. of A. Woohoo! Yeah! Um, I wanted to share that I read a news article the other day. I'm actually sharing a news article for once. Um, it's very important to me as the self-proclaimed Pixar prophet I read a news article that said that Tim Allen says Toy Story 4 is so emotional that he couldn't even get through the last scene of the movie. And I want to, the question I have then in reading this 
is are you emotionally ready for Toy Story 4? Because I don't know if I am. I thought you were just going to say, right. are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because because Toy Story 3 was was just not enough of a tearjerker towards the end. Right? I mean, I watched that Toy Story 3. Like, up the ante. And spoilers, when they're at the end holding their hands together and like Kumbaya Circle and the, they're going down to the flames and it's like, oh my gosh, are they about to all like burn up? One, how like sadistic would that be? And two... It was it, it was going to be the end of an era, and I like I teared up when I watched that the first, second, third, fourth time. No more than that. Just well, four uh, times. I mean, if you so mm. well, yeah. I got to be if honest. You, if you think about it, I've ne- oh, I've, go ahead. I've, I've never seen Toy Story two or three. Uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so. I saw not one. Surprise! Many times. I won. The, the face palm that I'm giving you right now. Mm. This, <laughs> I mean, obviously you can see it, but yeah. for people listening, like the face palm this, is just like deep. Give your face a hard slap that so that right the mic now. can pick it up so everyone can see it with their ears. There you go. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I hope that picked it up nicely. Yes, that was my only article. I just wanted to mention that kind of as a funny thing, but also as a, I don't know, I, I, I can't. I can't expect. I, I doubt. Uh, Ronnie, have you watched any of the Toy Stories? I have seen the first one, yes. Fair enough. All right, Toy Story 1, good enough. Well, I'm not prepared to give an elevator pitch, but pretty much for the Toy Story films, it's pretty much your childhood should never die because through it you discover who you are and how everyone can pitch in and work together to do good for each other. Uh yeah, That's speaking odd. of uh speaking of uh, child childhoods Elevator should never pitch. die. Did you hear about Toys R Us? So the Toys oh, R Us uh yeah. nice, nice segue. They, uh, right? Uh so apparently uh the uh controlling lenders of Toys R Us uh have pulled out of the bankruptcy proceedings. Apparently they thought the uh intellectual property of the Toys R Us name was simply too valuable to give up. So instead of going through that bankruptcy, they pulled out and now they are going to try to revitalize or reinvigorate or bring back Toys R Us. What that means, uh, we don't know yet, but uh, what they want to do is they want to get the Toys R Us name back out there. um, And their goal is to create new uh, domestic retail operating businesses. Does that mean there's going to be... 50 new stores again or they're going to be like pockets of stores around the u.s uh don't really know but like mom toys and are, pop to- toys r us stores yeah i don't know if they're going to like uh combine efforts with like an amazon or something like that where they have the toys r us name uh attached to a toy line or if hmm. they are going to just be you know by themselves independent away from any other businesses. I'm not sure, but one of the things that I, that I read was because of Toys R Us going out of business, there were there weren't just the employees within Toys R Us, but there were employees with the toy companies, the toy manufacturers that were giving uh-huh. them the toys to sell, uh, like Mattel. Mattel lost like over 2,000 employees uh, because they were no longer selling their products uh, in Toys R Us stores. Huh. So... Yeah, I mean, Toys R Us. I mean, when I was a kid, that's all I wanted to do was go to Toys R Us. No doubt. I don't know, man. I I, I don't know how... 
I mean, it's good. I'm glad that they that you know they're gonna try to save it. They're gonna try to rebuild, start from the ground up. I just I just get this feeling that it's just gonna be a shadow of of what it was. Um, and and honestly, like yeah, the only way I could see them starting over again is just going either just full online or maybe like a small store like like in malls and stuff like that kind of like uh kb toys did at one point um but but their main thrust should probably be online whether that means uh going with with amazon or or some some other website like that um just because you know there's such a there's such an iconic association with with Toys R Us, these huge, big box stores, that I just I don't I just don't see them at this point in the 21st century, them getting back to what they were. Um, they're they're going to have to deviate in some sort of way. Yeah. Well, I yeah I'd, I'd agree with you, Mark. I think that's it. Sounds like that's what they're going to do, and you have to give them credit for their their persistence and kind of step taking a step back and it looks like they're going to keep trying. So I give them credit for it. I mean, they already have the, the most awesome jingle ever. Am I right, Pat? <laughs> yeah. What, 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 you want me to sing it? Uh, I mean, yeah, we want you to sing I it. Think, it I think it, you want it. to, I could hear it in your voice earlier when you were talking about it. No, I'm not going to sing it. Do you, <laughs> Baby, not gonna die. no, you. I can sing. I can sing it. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. There's a million Toys of Toys R Us that I can play with, from bikes to trains to video games. It's the biggest toy store there is. Gee whiz! <laughs> I don't want to grow up. Wanna grow up. Maybe if I, did, if I did, I wouldn't I be a Toys R Us kid. kid. More games, more toys. Oh boy. I want to be a Toys R Us kid. Yeah. I'm glad you finished that out. And that's probably going to sound completely off on the recording. I'm, and it's going to be hilarious. Be I'm pretty sure so, the spirit of the giraffe was with us. I don't remember his name or I would say his name, but Teddy the Toys R Us. you talking about giraffe. Jeffrey? Jeffrey, thank you. The spirit of Jeffrey is with us and he will make it sound glorious and beautiful. Oh, absolutely. It makes me sad. Makes me sad every time I drive by what was the Toys R Us here, because like they they turn it in every year. Um, they have like this uh, this Halloween store that like they're only seasonal, so they just start up in like August and they sell like Halloween costumes and decorations and all that kind of stuff. And they usually take over some sort of space that's typically not being used. And and this year they took up they took up the uh, the Toys R Us space. And so it's kind of sad to see like the outline of of the Toys R Us logo, but then it has like Spirit Halloween <laughs> all over it, and it's like, ugh. Well, you, but yes, I will I will always be a Toys R Us kid, no matter what. <laughs> well, you know what, Mark, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. I can't wait to drive by my empty and abandoned Toys R Us thirty minutes <laughs> from my house Jeez. because that means I'm in West. Virginia baby in the US of A. Am I right? Oh, okay. Yeah. This is true. I, 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 like, yeah, I, like, that segue. I like that segue. Look at that segue. Yeah, yeah. So guys, <laughs> as you know, I am in the promised land of a thousand cereals, cheap electronics, 
and my friends and family in the United States of America. And I am so happy to be here. A thousand so cereals? Welcome back. Dude, thousands of cereals. You don't understand. In Brazil, we have four, maybe five cereal options. It's like so it's what, like so a little corner Fruity of the Pebbles? aisle. What do you mean, what did I choose? What didn't I choose is the question. I chose all of them. I've already eaten like <laughs> 20 types of cereals. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, Lucas, I actually, what are you going to do when you go to the United States? <laughs> I'm going to get all the cereal. All the cereal. <laughs> billions of cereals. No, but uh, I, I really want to kind of share a little step-by-step of my journey, if you guys don't mind, because each section of my journey has something that is worth noting, uh, because this has been, a, like, it's been six days since I've been in the U.S., and it has been a wonderful and <laughs> really exciting experience uh, for multiple reasons. First of all, I flew for the first time on Air Canada. Have you guys flown on Air Canada before? No, I have not. not Anyone? Negative, negative ghost rider. All right. Well, let me tell you about Air Canada. I thought it was going to be the land of bottomless bottles of maple syrup. And every <laughs> sentence, <laughs> and, and that every sentence from the stewardesses would end with A. Like, can I get you a Coke, eh? You know, something like that. Uh, and that neither of those were true. I was a little disappointed. Uh, oh. First of all, let me just share... I'm sorry to those, if anybody's listening and you work for Air Canada, my apologies, but I was not impressed. I will say it was the cheapest flight, therefore I would repeat the purchase, but I'm going to be a little more prepared uh, because the seats, they you, you press the button to lean back and they literally went back like three inches. And so from there, you just kind of were like, well, That's... three inches better than no inches, so I'm just going to try to get some sleep. <laughs> It, uh, and and then, that's luxury class. That was luxury. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a missionary. Let's remind everyone, missionary. <laughs> when uh, when Levon Ball and all those guys sitting out are not making money, we have the same salary. So, uh, yeah, we'll stop. We'll stop there. Uh, the other thing was is that uh, I got to sleep around midnight, and uh, about four o'clock they turned on all the lights in the place because they wanted to prep us for breakfast. Oh. Breakfast was coming by. We were going to land at 5 o'clock, and so to wake us up and get us going for our breakfast at, at apparently 4.30, they decided to wake us up 30 minutes earlier, say nothing, and then and then say, hey, we're coming by with some pancakes and syrup. And I was like, Air Canada, here comes the, the maple syrup, right? And it was the saddest pancakes I've ever had in my life. And uh, <laughs> it was... I, I won't dwell on it because I don't like to dwell on the negative, but it just was so surprising. I just thought it's Air Canada. What what else would be like their their the best thing they could offer but maple syrup and pancakes? But anyways, so um, after I finally landed in Columbus, Ohio, I hit the ground running, and after some prep time with my family preparing for our worker witness conference, I went to a church in Gahanna, Ohio, shared about Brazil, connected with lots of different people from Africa, from Cuba, uh, from around Ohio, Chicago, uh, even some people from West Virginia, my brethren, and uh, got a chance to raise awareness for missions around the world and in Brazil. And I even got to meet the founder of the Ministry of Work and Witness, which is the ministry that I coordinate, uh, Paul uh, nice. Gammertsfelder. It was really Excellent. cool. Excellent. He started, he started uh, Work and Witness back in like 1973, and he was there. And so I got my picture with him. I'll probably post it. I don't think I posted it yet on social media, but I'll definitely be posting it soon. 
uh, probably when I get back because it has been super busy while I've been here. Um, after the conference on Saturday, I, you know, very casually left the conference. No, I, I didn't casually leave the conference. I like sped away from the conference because I was about to meet some extended family at the 101 Beat House. <laughs> Beat Kitchen, that's what it's called. <laughs> beat House. Oh, man. I just can't believe that's a place. No, it's not Beat. I, I'm i in Big Ding Dong, and I called it that a couple times accidentally. It's actually 101 Beer Kitchen. But anyways, uh, I met my extended family from the MTD, MTTG community in Columbus. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I met uh, a man by the name of Matt, a.k.a. Arctic Warlocks. I met Derek, Ooh. a.k.a. Putty. Mike a.k.a. Calmed Fury, all members of the Discord on the MT- MTTG community. And I met our very own Nova Beyond, Patrick Novacell, in the flesh. Yeah, Yay! you did. Yeah, and it was such a glorious meeting. We hugged lots of times. And, his uh, hair was just as tall as you thought it was. His hair was, his hair was majestic. Uh, it was it was really awesome to meet some guys face to face. I will say that I just kept wanting to call them by their handles. I, I kept I kept forgetting their real names, so we're like <laughs> sitting around and talking. I think in total, how long were we there, Pat? We were there for like six hours. Six six hours, yeah, yeah. Six six hours or so, uh, not counting the hugging. If you count the hugging, it was like six and a half hours, and uh, and we definitely took Chris uh, Chris McCracken's advice and we looked at each other in the eyes a few times. In between the hugs, it was <laughs> glorious. For those that that's, don't listen that's, to that's true. "Married to the Games" podcast, you might be a little confused, but give it a listen. It's a good one, um, and it was cool. It was great just to talk to these guys about their lives and talk about video games and uh, eat some good food, all that jazz. So, did you have anything to share, Pat, about our our time together? Well, no, because um, I uh, I hadn't met any of the guys that had gone to the meetup i mean uh, from arctic and calm fury and putty so they were all you. they were all new for you yeah. too i yeah none of them had had went to uh 300 back in june so it was cool. nice to finally meet everyone i mean i i played i played uh online with arctic for so many so many times this, this past year uh from from PUBG to uh call of duty to whatever games we were playing online um, so it was finally, finally uh, cool to to to, to meet him. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. It was also also it was it was, it was nice to meet you as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's this I hear about Lucas being a terrible hugger? What's, uh, what's whoa, 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 whoa! What happens in yeah. one hundred and one beer kitchen stays in one hundred and one beer kitchen. We don't need to throw that out there. <laughs> so speaking so of our get to, speaking of our little get together. Uh, we were sad that Mark and uh, Ronnie weren't able to be with us, but Tim Pollan, one of our listeners, he wanted to know, so now that we have met, some of us have met, uh, do we still like each other? Pat, of you want to answer? You want me to go first? Yeah, of course. I, I no, will have to say... There was hesitation in that. No, let's be honest, Pat. We don't like each other. We love each other. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there it yeah. is. Oh, there it is. Yeah, come on. Uh, the other the other question what? regarding our oh were you gonna say something? No, go ahead. Oh, guys, just gonna say the other question regarding our get together and past get togethers uh, came from Sheila Novacell, uh, Mama Novacell. She asked how we have all met each other in the past, and if we had already said this in another episode, she's very sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> well, you should be noticed. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, well, I'm so, the only one that's met everyone here on the podcast. That so, is correct. And I've only met yeah. Pat, which was yeah. this past weekend. Patrick gets the platinum. Like, oh, <clears throat> yes. Trophy earned. <laughs> he does. And then, Mark, you've only met Pat, as was said. And, Ronnie, you've only met Pat, right? That's true. Me and Mark met on uh, PUBG, I believe, for the first time. That doesn't count, not a but beard, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we died on the battlefield together. <laughs> Did you? Okay, that's true. You've never met. Don't you tell me it doesn't count. <laughs> that's what you call oh, brothers. Man. Yeah, that's right. Band of brothers. Well, I hope we uh, we don't have any immediate plans to get together because I will be heading off to Brazil here in about five days or so. But I think I think I've penciled in to visit the U.S. again next July, and I'll be here for almost a whole month. So I think during that time we'll be able to plan a get together. And sure. if you if you guys can't figure out how sure. we can get together, I am going to question our friendship. Just so you know, uh, that's a warning. Okay. So when you're so, going to be back in the U.S., are you going to be back in the Ohio area, or are you, are you going to be staying in West Virginia? Are you going to be going no, all I'll, over the U.S.? I'll be, I'll be Indiana, West Virginia, and Ohio. So I'll be all around those three states. Okay. So there will be opportunities, and we'll figure it out. Every, everyone uh, bank your PTO days. Yep. <laughs> Save them for July. So speaking of <laughs> Indiana, I did get to visit Indiana this past weekend. It was really cool because I went to a church in Lynn, Indiana, home to about 900 Americans. But also, this church was very international because they had Brazilians uh, and Hispanics there as well. So for being such a small town, it was cool to encounter a church uh, with a good a good representation of Brazilians and Hispanics. They also had uh, uh, their morning church was for kind of like the regular church people, if you want to call them, people that are used to going to church all the time. And they also had a church uh, service in the evening for those that aren't really comfortable in the church setting, uh, but they were they were kind of comfortable to all to get together in the evening. And I had the opportunity to share with uh, all three all three groups and all three services uh, during that time. Um, also during that weekend, I got to travel to Fort Wayne, Indiana, got to share about Brazil and our mission there with some church leaders. And then yesterday and today, I got to drive to Perrysburg, Ohio, to see my some of my family on my mother's side, my uncle and my grandma. She is the unofficial mayor of Perrysburg, if you didn't know, and she is very well. What? She's very well known because she she taught sixth grade for about thirty years. So pretty much everyone there, uh, I think she even got to grandchildren when it came to teaching some in sixth grade. So uh, wow. she has educated a lot of the city of Perrysburg. Now, while I was there, I do want to give a shout out to. Um, our, our MTTG brethren, uh, at I think his name's Chad, at Chad Fackler1. His name's Pumpkin Spiced Listener Chad. He had uh, connected with me on Twitter. <laughs> I know. Isn't that a great, isn't that a great name? That's great. That's a great fall name. Uh, he had connected with me, and I had we had tried to coordinate a get-together, but my schedule kind of got squished from last-minute things, and I just didn't have enough time to get with him. Uh, but... We are going to try. He's going to be also put on the calendar for July. So I will also be trying to track him down in July of next year and getting to meet him. So I'm trying to be uh, an ambassador while driving around the states of uh, whatever those states are. Oh, Indiana, Ohio, and West Virginia. (laughs) 
Speaking of driving those states, yeah, all those great states. Speaking of driving around, I've been driving around in a Subaru Outback. This episode of Good Morning Guys is brought to you by Subaru. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, guys, I have to say, oh, that'd be nice. I, I wish I've not driven a uh, newer vehicle in the U.S. My vehicle back in Brazil is a 2009 Chevy Prism, and it's a stick shift. It has the bare minimum. It doesn't even have power steering. So uh, I'm not up to date oh on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I have <laughs> got many one of those like experiences. Does it got power windows, or you got one of those crank it, ones? It, no, it actually does have power windows. It has AC, which is which is a must. Uh, but I've not driven a lot of up-to-date vehicles with lots of perks. And this Subaru Outback, I don't know if what your guys' vehicles are, but I'm going to just really quickly explain the joys I found in the uh, uh, cruise control and the sensors and cameras it comes with. Um, when you set the cruise control, it then goes into this like auto-drive mode where it will stay in the lane uh, by using cameras to keep track of the lines on both sides of your car. So if you veer to the left or right, it will automatically correct the wheel. Uh, I, I know this Whoa. because I let go of, I let go of the wheel just to test it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Well, yeah, so it started to correct itself. Well, then it started to overcorrect itself, and it started blinking uh, the message, please grab the wheel over and over again. <laughs> it was, it you was, idiot, it was, please r- grab the wheel. Yeah, it pretty much was like, <laughs> stupid face, grab the wheel right now. It was really funny. Uh, but in that same time, I discovered that when cars were in front of me, it would like come up with an icon saying that it detected a car. And this is like up to 150 feet, like a hundred feet in front of me, it would detect a car. And then it would adjust the speed depending on my distance to the car. And I could literally like stalk a car. Like it would get up to within a couple car lengths and then it would go the exact same speed as that car. If it sped up, it would speed up. If it slowed down, it would slow down and it would go all the way down to a stop without me touching anything. I don't know if you guys have had that, but I've never That's had that. Crazy. No. And that was like no. crazy high tech. It blew my mind. So you just let that happen? Like yeah. You weren't, yeah. You weren't freaking out behind the wheel I it totally, wasn't going to stop? I totally committed. I just had faith, and it worked this time. No, I actually, Ronnie, I wasn't that sure at first. And so yeah, I, it was only like little by little I would let it do stuff to see if it would work. And I always had my hand close to the steering wheel. I always had my feet close to the brakes and stuff. It was, it was crazy. So, uh, other than that, little little fun, my my fun driving with the Subaru Outback. Uh, the last thing I want to mention is a little random, but it actually will connect us with our topic for the day. Uh, going all the way back to last week when I flew on Air Canada, the one really great thing that came out of it uh, was that I watched Ready Player One, and I loved it. Nice. Yes. Yes. I love that movie. I need to buy that. Yes. The movie's so good. I agree. I actually, I find that movie to be very ownable. Uh, that's a that's a phrase that my wife and I say anytime we watch a movie that's like, we got to own it because it, it's really good. Um, the shout outs to the 80s and 90s, the endless e- Easter eggs. Um, if I am going to say a mm-hmm. few spoilers just because they were just so near and dear to my heart. So if you don't want to hear about the Easter eggs and you've never watched Ready Player One, maybe skip ahead like 30 seconds or so. Um, but spoiler like, alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. When, when they're referencing uh, Video Killed the Radio Star by the Buggles, I was like, it, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, 
I had just listened to Mark talk about that that song, and then they brought it up in the movie, and I was like, Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I was I thinking. Know of, that song. I was thinking of I you, know. buddy. I know. I was thinking of you when they said it. And then the dry humor of High Rock, the skull chest bad guy. Uh, he was. Yeah. He was, oh yeah. He was only animated. They never showed him in real life. He was so funny. Like when he was like randomly bringing up stuff, like the Tootsie Roll Pop Owl, and he like talked about all you know how many licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I laughed so hard. And then when the alien chest burst out of Goro, when uh, she was dressed up in that suit, uh, when they used the Zemeckis cube, aka the Rubik's cube, to turn back time, and they used the Back to the Future jingle, I got chill. I got like I got goose. I got goosebumps when it made that little jingle. Uh, when they went. Um, into the movie The Shining, that was crazy. The and then the Iron Freaking Giant. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I the only one that watched the Iron Giant? Did you guys watch that cartoon back in the day? No. Come on. I have never actually seen that. I've seen bits and pieces of it. You, is there a I've show or is it just a movie? It. It's a movie. It's a movie. You guys are killing me, dude. The Iron Giant is amazing. You need to watch that movie. Uh, I could also. I'll <laughs> give an elevator so pitch for I that one watch. later. Yeah, you guys have some homework to do. Um, and then of course, I, I just, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? I just love the fact that his, in the, um, what is it called? The Oasis, um, that his like vehicle of choice. Oh yeah. Is the freaking DeLorean. Yeah. For Back to it's the, the DeLorean yeah. for sure. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, and dropping knowledge. I had no idea that an Atari 2600 game called adventure had the first Easter egg in a video game. That was so. Yeah. That was so cool to find out. It was just the movie was an ode to my childhood, and now I want to read the book. And it was really, I thought it was really cool and kind of ironic that I was watching the movie, and then I was landing in Columbus, Ohio, which is the setting of the movie. Isn't that cool? Right. Yeah. I mean, isn't that like? Yeah. It's like the stars aligned for me to watch that movie that night. So, anyways, uh, in discussing some of this movie, I do want to move into our topic. Speaking of that, C.J. Pennington asked, what's the main topic? Well, C.J., thanks for asking. I will tell you just that eventually. So, guys, hang with me. I'm going to have to lead you to the topic because I can't just go out and blurt it. There needs to be some context. So, uh, in the movie Ready Player One, uh, beyond the comedy, the Easter eggs, nostalgia, there was one aspect of the movie that really impacted me. It was like the moral of the story. You know, by the end of the movie, as I was sitting there and watching, I, I reached like this level of, of Zen or enlightenment. Uh, and I was actually, I'll be honest, as I've already kind of, you guys have maybe already gathered this, but movies sometimes move me, as it were. And I, and I get a little emotional because I just make these connections with stories, not for the stories themselves, but I oftentimes like will watch a story and then it'll, I'll connect it to like the Bible or God or real life. Um, and so I got a little emotional at the end of the movie. Um, which which kind of makes sense because before I watched the movie, I'd had a time of like prayer and Bible reading on the plane, and was I was just kind of meditating on some things that I had been reading in the Bible. So one of the things that started to get my mind going uh, when I was thinking about the movie, it all started when the main protagonist uh, he mentioned a line from the original Superman movie, you know, the one with Christopher Reeve. Uh, 
Um, and the quote comes actually mm-hmm. from the villain Lex Luthor, and he says, Some people can read War and Peace and come away thinking it's a simple adventure story. Others can read the ingredients on a chewing gum wrapper and unlock the secrets of the universe. And when I was, when I, I like stopped the movie when I heard him say that. And I totally forgot that. I, you guys have watched Superman, right? Right. Yeah, of course. Yes. Ronnie, have you watched Superman? Please tell me you've watched Superman. Nope. Oh, come Wait, on, what? man. The original re- Superman with Christopher yeah. Reeve? Christopher Reeve. I, I didn't want to say anything because Patrick would have not have included me in the podcast if I said that up front. Okay, so I'm going to watch Toy Story <laughs> 2, Toy Story 3, and Iron Giant. All I need you to do is watch Superman. That's all yeah. I need you to do. you got to watch Superman with Christopher Reeve, Ronnie. That is your homework. You got it? I am batting a thousand with not watching recommended movies so far, but I think that's <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. Hey, killing man. me. Write so, it down or at least look like I'm writing it down in front of you guys. Yes, that's great. Good job pretending. So I heard this quote, and I had totally forgotten that this movie, I forgot, I didn't even remember Lex Luthor saying it, but the quote really hit me. And it got me to thinking not just how we can read a story or watch a movie and be inspired or impacted in real life, but how so many things in our life are connected and how, it, how, it, how important it is for us to, for those real life connections that we have and how we need to truly live a life with, with purpose and fulfillment. You know, last week we talked about video games. The week before we talked about occupations. And the week before that we talked about why we were even starting a podcast, which was to make connections. So if thinking of that, watches this movie, it just all seemed to come together in my head. And I was like, uh, we need to discuss this. Because not only was I inspired through God in this movie, but I wanted just to kind of take some time to share, uh, share a time, just discuss it together. Uh, I wanted to share this inspiration with you. I wanted to share it with our listeners. And I wanted us to have a time to participate together, sharing about the connections that are so vital in our lives. So to get us started and kind of talking about it, uh, I don't want to just leave it open to talk about the connections in your life because that's really broad. But in the film at one point, the main protagonist again says something that I think was very important. Uh, he said this, that connection comes down to finding a cause, friends, and love. Uh, and which really got me thinking, what are, what are your causes or the purposes in your life? Who are the friends or even family that you have, that we have that impact us and, and who are our loves or what are our loves in life? So I wanted to start with uh, a cause, a purpose. Now, before we start talking about it, I just want to say an important quote that I think is really important to kind of get our, our, our juices flowing. Um, There's a quote that says the two most important days in life are the day we're born and the day we find out why. So, we've all been born, but the question is, have you guys found out why? Have you guys found any causes in your life or purposes? And they can be related to job, they can be related to family, they can be related to friends, they can be related to, they don't have to be serious. I mean, they could be anything. So, let's hear them. Well, I know for me... um you know, being a Christian, being a, a follower of Jesus Christ, you know, yeah, we were we were born, but we were born with a purpose. And so for me, yeah, I'm going serious here. Um, you know, in in my in my worldview, which is the biblical worldview, you know, we are made uh, to glorify God, and and we are made um, to live this life. Um, in honor of him to walk with him um and and so ultimately that's my my why for living 
And, you know, the Bible says that, you know, whatever your hand finds to do, um, you know, do it with all your might. And, and it also talks about doing it all for the glory of God. And so that happens to, you know, manifest itself for me in terms of, of my music, you know, uh, you know, why I, why I like to, to play music, write music and, and lead people in, in worship is, is ultimately I do that because it's something I'm passionate about. It's something I love doing. And overall, it's, it's my way of, you know, being able to honor God and, uh, and lead people in worship of him. And so, you know, that's ultimately my, my why, in my opinion. Now, obviously that's not just limited to music. That's whatever, um, aspects of my life, um, are there, you know, I have to, I try to seek to, to live in Christ's example and, and to just have that kind of servant's heart because, you know, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And so if I'm to act in his example, you know, I should be doing the same thing. Now, do I do it perfectly? Absolutely not. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of people who can tell you that, including myself. But, um, you know, that's that's my cause for, for you know, for why I do what I do. And, and of course, you know, we're not supposed to do that alone. It's important for us to do that with other people to glorify God together. Um, and whether that being, you know, family, friends, uh, church, family, you know, you've heard the, the cliche phrase, doing life together. Um, well, I mean, that has a major ounce of truth in it, in the fact that, you know, we're not supposed to do everything alone. And so I think it's important in order to, to live this life and to live it truly as God intended, we're, we're not supposed to be an island. We're supposed to uh, carry one another's burdens and, and do it together. So, Patrick, what about you? Uh, that's, that's awesome, Mark. I, li I like that. Uh, for, for me, uh, right now, um, I like to look at it as the cause for me is my family right now. Um, mm -hmm. I work to provide for my family and I, I am the quote unquote breadwinner for the family. My wife doesn't work. My wife, my wife stays home. She is able to stay home because I am able to make enough money to where we can pay our bills. We can have a roof over our heads. We can have food on the table. Uh, but one of the biggest reasons why uh, my wife stays home is we wanted to be there for our kids as they grow up. We didn't want them to grow up with a babysitter, non-family member, daycare, whatever you want to call it. We wanted to see our kids grow up. We wanted to be able to, to foster that parent-child connection, if you will, um, with our kids so that we could be cl become a closer uh, family. You don't, I mean, you don't know how good it makes me feel when... <laughs> My wife texts me with pictures of the kids, what they're doing, the fun they're having while I'm at work. Yes, I'm at, I'm at work, but my wife is able to have those that family time to be with the kids. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have that if my if my wife worked as well. Um, she stays at home, but and the funds are tight sometimes. But you know, that's that's okay. It's it's our choice. Uh, we we could have more money. We could have a bigger house, nicer cars, 
nicer toys, but that's to us is not is not important to us that we want we want to be there for our children. We want to be able to have to be able to volunteer at their schools. You know, watching them grow up is way more important than any money that is in our bank account. I mean, you don't get those years back. The years where your kids want to be with you, they want to talk to you, they want to hug you, they want to snuggle you. I mean, you don't get those years back. There's going to come a time when the kids don't want to be around us. They're going to be want to want to be with their friends. So we're trying to cherish every, cherish every moment with them as much as we can. So that I, for me, my cause is my family. Awesome. Nice. What about you, Ronnie? Yeah, that was, uh, that was a really good one, by the way. Um, I think mine is uh, going to be kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum. So when you talk about a cause in life, so sometimes in life your cause can change. For example, myself, um, I was married for five years. Uh, I'm no longer married, but I was with her for 13. So uh, from 17 to age 30, um, we were together, and, and now we're not any longer. Wow. So your cause really changes. You know, when you're when I was married, you know, kids, family, you know, all of that, all of that same thing. And we obviously split up. So one of the things when I when I split up with my wife, we said, you know, I, well, I kind of said, all right, what do I uh, what do I want to do now? It's it's a, it's a bizarre feeling to think about, you know, all of a sudden. Okay, uh, I'm making all my decisions now, so what do I want to do? Uh, hence the playing in a ton of volleyball leagues and working out a lot. Um, but, but it's also, uh, you know, it's kind of giving me a different outlook. You know, what, what I want, what's my cause, uh, I don't quite know yet. I think there's probably a lot of people out there that haven't necessarily found their cause. You know, some people find it early, some people find it late. Um, so I, I don't know a specific cause. What I, what I try and do is I try and do the things that I love to do. Um, you know, and I try to do as much as the, much of those as possible. I mean, uh, with the sand volleyball, I'm 30 years old, so I do not uh, heal like I did when I was 18 after playing a lot. So <laughs> uh, it's reasonable to believe that I won't be able to do that for, you know, a very long time, play that much. Um, but I've also been able to go out and, and meet a lot of different people that I probably would have never met, you know, had the, uh, you know, had I still been married and um, you know, still in that same life. So I think... I think I would be on the opposite end. I haven't found my cause yet, but I think there's probably a lot of people out there who haven't found theirs yet also. Well, I and think... I'll uh, that right into you, Lucas. Thanks, man. I I was going to take it like like we're playing a, a game of volleyball. You just set you set that ball right up <laughs> uh, just for a perfect yeah. moment because I think... I don't, I don't think... You know, when I was asking... Like when I, when I kind of thought about this, my hope was that we wouldn't all have it together because if we all just went right across straight across to each other uh, and just said, yeah, my cause is this. Yeah. My cause is that. Yeah. My cause is this. Um, I don't, I don't think that's the point. The point is for us to, to talk about it honestly and to, you know, sometimes we don't know what our causes are. We don't know what our purposes are. And I think some of the people listening uh, and you know, we can say that there were, there's, we've all had points in our lives where we didn't know what our cause was. And I want to encourage you to do kind of a, a mental thought, uh, I forget what they're called, like a, like a mental exercise. Uh, something that helped me really understand my purpose in life. I was talking to, I was having a, a, a Bible study with some, with some of the guys that I, I meet with in Brazil to, uh, to just, you know, pray and read the Bible together. And one of the guys talked about something that I found really powerful and helping me to really understand my purpose. And he said, you need to think of two things 
first you need to think of one thing that you're passionate about, like something that you love doing no matter what. It could be superficial, it could be deep, it could be meaningful. The only thing that it has to be is something you love. And, and it's interesting that that's what you brought up, that your purpose in life is to do you know, the things that you love. And so you know, when this guy was talking, he was like, you need to pick something. Pick something that you love. So everybody picks something. And then he said, in the other hand, you need to think about uh, one need that you observe in the world, like something in the world, a situation um, that people are in, a difficulty, a challenge that the world or individuals are facing that you observe and you think is maybe the greatest need in the world. And then he said, take those two things, combine them together, and you have your purpose in life, or you have a possible purpose in life. And when he was talking about that, uh, in one hand, I thought about how I love stories, like how I love video games, books, movies. I like all those things, but what's in common with those is stories. And what I thought the greatest need was that I observed was loneliness, uh, was people feeling like they're alone, like there's no one that has their back. And when I combined those, uh, I started to understand my purpose, and it actually led me into um, my purpose, which is actually just making connections with people, um, whether it's helping other people connect with God, helping people connect with their purpose. You know, I kind of mentioned in one of our episodes, I think it was the occupation one, that I used to feel like I had a calling to be a doctor of the body, and then I realized I want to be a doctor of the soul. You know, uh, I want to help people in their path to spiritual, mental, emotional health, and connection. And uh, what's what's cool is for me, last year I took the Clifton Strength Finder. I don't know if you guys have ever taken emotion, not emotional, uh, personality test or strength test, but our work required us to take this Clifton Strength Finder test. And one of my strengths, top five strengths, was connection, was the, the ability that I have to just connect things and make things connect. And so uh, for me, that's that's my purpose. And whether that applies to my job as worker witness coordinator, whether that applies to me as a friend, uh, whether it applies to me as a dad, helping my kids connect with me or helping them connect with God, uh, that's my purpose. And so uh, that's that, I hope that like mental practice of connecting things, thinking of your passion and your the greatest need you observe, maybe it'll help you, Ronnie, maybe it'll help some other, somebody else listening uh, to find their purpose in life. Um, the other purpose yeah, in life. Really cool yeah, so you know try that out and if, and if something comes from it, maybe share it with us sometime. Uh, it will be cool to hear. And if anybody else, you know, in thinking of that, you know, share with us about it. Uh, the other purpose I want to share, the other cause that I have, actually is only developed in the past few years while being in Brazil. Uh, it's actually letting the whole world know that the greatest ice cream in the world is actually in Brazil at a ice cream place called Sergel. So uh, that one's a little harder to sell and it's a much more difficult cause, <laughs> uh, but it's a real cause I have. Uh, seriously, every time I have a group, a mission group come down, I say, so uh, we're going to the city and it, it is, we're going to meet people. We're going to talk with people. We're going to share Jesus with people, but really I'm bringing you to the city to try the ice cream because it's amazing. Um, speaking of ice cream, Rachel Thacker wanted to know, how do you guys like your ice cream? Great like what flavor or toppings? I won't presume to say Why? what Aaron Aaron was meaning in that question. He just wanted to know how we like our ice cream. Do you like it cold? Do you like it hot? I don't know. <laughs> the old hot ice cream. Yes. Mm, hot ice cream. No, my my go to is uh, frozen yogurt with rainbow sprinkles. 
the soft serve kind. Nice. Boom. My go-to is the uh, just like the soft serve chocolate vanilla mix, like the classic, uh, and I think that's just still the best ice cream. Yeah, for me, um, usually I'd go with some sort of a cookie dough ice cream. Um, a lot of times we have a lot of frozen yogurt places um, in our area, so yeah, we go to uh, the Froyo spot here and get. Uh, I usually they have like the multiple mix. Uh, types of flavors and i'll usually get like i think it's like cake batter and peanut butter flavored with like reese's peanut butter cups and cookie dough and now i want to go get some frozen yogurt oh so thank God. you so much that sounds rich <laughs> yeah it does that sounds like a meal and like, awesome forget dessert i'm dead. just <laughs> uh what are you having for dinner uh i'm having what mark's having thank you uh i like i because of sergio um and i can't explain sergio in a way that you guys are gonna be like wow that is the best ice cream in the world you guys are just gonna have to come uh to brazil to visit and you're gonna have to try it uh but one thing that sergio does sergio does is uh they let you do multiple scoops of multiple flavors on a big old waffle cone and as long as I have a waffle cone, I kind of feel like most ice cream is, is good. You just eat it up, and you got that waffle cone at the end to, uh, to kind of give you that crunch. And uh, that's, mine. that's my preferred uh, ice cream format. So hmm. uh, moving on to the second way we connect with people, friends and family. So C.J. Pennington, one of our listeners who asked about our topic, also asked, who is your biggest inspiration? Who do you admire? Who is the one connection in your life that you enjoy most, both professionally and socially? So I feel like those questions that he asked all revolve around friendship, all revolve around family. And also as an additional side note, I think we should start with Patrick because uh, his mom wanted to, to make sure that he told everyone what she had said regarding uh, friends and also uh, how they feel about family pride. So yeah, what what she was talking about, uh, I had we were texting back and forth this past week, and she was asking about the podcast and and if if anyone who all knew about it, and I told her that that my brother, you know, uh, had put together the music for the podcast, and he did it. You know, uh, I just asked him. He said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do it." And a few days later, he puts it together. So him him putting that music together. Uh, no question to ask kind of thing. He just said he was going to do it. You know, I had, I had a lot of family pride with that. You know, it's just like when you, when your brothers, when your sisters, when your family members just uh, by the drop of a hat, do something for you with no questions asked, no strings attached kind of thing. That's, that's what the, I was talking about with the family pride. But on, on the, on the other, other part regarding his question regarding who, who, in, who inspires you and, you know, regarding both socially and, and professionally, um, the one that inspires me the most is my dad. And I've talked about my dad in the podcast uh, previously, you know, because I, I enjoy Sundays when we when we hang out, we watch the Bengals and chat. Uh, but my dad inspires me the most because he is got to be the, the nicest person that I've ever met. He will, by the at the drop of a hat, just help someone out every single day every single hour if he needs if someone needs their grass kit he'll come over and cut your grass if you need help with a, a house project he's going to be there if you he, if he just want if he just wants to see you he'll come and see you uh, and 
with that, I want to be more more like my dad. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to to just just help someone out and with no strings attached, just help someone out just to be nice, just to be kind, um, because that's what he does. And like a lot of us, we want to be like our our parents. We we want to be like our dad. We want to be like our mom. You know, not everyone has that. Um, but I, but, but me, I am blessed that I do have both of my parents there. You know, they're, they're still living and they're still married. They're still, you know, one mile down the street. So having, having that, um, that kind of connection, that kind of relationship with my dad, I want to be more like him. And he, he, he does inspire me the most. Very nice. Awesome. What about you, Mark? Um, I guess the, the, the one person that I guess would inspire me and, and sort of, uh, challenge me on many occasions uh would be my, my dad and my stepmom um you know they they love me care for me and and you know want the best for me and sometimes that that kind of rubs up against what i want to do in my own stubbornness and uh in my own i guess lack of experience and knowledge and, and so a lot of times they're like, well, you might not want to do that. Uh, that's probably not a good idea because da-da-da-da-da. And so that, that might rub against what I want to do. But ultimately, you know, they have more experience. Um, and, and, and so ultimately I know they, they love for me and they, they have, you know, my, my best interests in, in mind. And they just don't want me to make the same mistakes that they did. And, and so... You know, I kind of have to step back from myself and realize that, you know, they, they really challenge me um, to just make to be to be wise and and to and, and to basically just think <laughs> for, for the most part. Um, and, and so I, I love them and appreciate them. Um, even though we may, you know, butt heads on, on things. And, and I'm sure my parents shake their head at me uh, and probably hurt their neck from all the times they've, they've shaken their head at me from things that I've done. But, um, you know, they still love and support me. Uh, and then, of course, my wife. My wife inspires me and makes me better because she is so compassionate and so full of just grace um, especially towards me, <laughs> um, you know, there's so many times where she could have been mad, but she wasn't. And she was always encouraging me even in, you know, real low points in my life. So yeah, I'm very thankful for her being in my life. That's awesome. That's awesome to have. Um, I do want to, I do want to bring it back. I, what you were talking about, uh, challenging, uh, things, uh, people who challenge you and people who make you think. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Lucas uh, because you definitely challenge me with these topics every week and making me think about not just at the service level, but deep thinking. Um, so, yeah, shout out to you. Thanks, buddy. Shout outs to Lucas. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. I would say the the biggest connection that I have in life, um, kind of to follow uh, Patrick and Mark, is is my mother. Like I am closer to my mother than anybody on this entire planet. Um, you know, we're really open and honest with each other. 
Uh, and I think just growing up, you know, seeing how hard she worked, we were with my mom for uh, the majority of the time, kind of growing up. And, um, you know, she just, she just worked her butt off, you know, to the, the position she was in, you know, she's in today, which is a, um, you know, it's very good. You know, I was able to have pretty much every opportunity growing up because of her working so hard, you know, kind of a single mother, um, you know, really just busting her butt. And uh, I think I try to model myself after that. I don't think I can quite work as hard as she did. Um, but uh, no, I just, I really appreciate and respect that. And uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's the best for sure. Ronnie, I'm What's with you, brother. You? Mama's boys for life. Power to the mama's boys. <laughs> uh, shout out to my get a tattoo uh, of that. yeah <laughs> shout out to both my moms <laughs> because uh you know you bringing that up ronnie made me think not only of my stepmom who of with whom i'm very close um we never had any issues when she entered my life uh when she married my dad uh i never had any issues with rebellion with her she just kind of you know she didn't replace my mom but she just went right in there and she she helped take me to another level in maturity to, to, you know, my dad taught me how to be a, a, a man, but my, my mom also taught me, uh, how to be a man as well. And like how to, how to relate, uh, and, and how to relate to others, like, you know, and that kind of stuff. So I, I shout out to my stepmom Wilda, um, and shout out to my mom. Uh, she, she was the first person that really accepted me for who I was and her memory and her life, uh, definitely inspires me. And I mean, I might as well keep keep consistent with the the important ladies in my life. My wife as well, Mindy. Um, she inspires me. She challenges me. She does not let me settle for just you know doing just good enough. She challenges me to be better, and she helps me to be better. Um, you know, she she just she's too good to me sometimes, and uh, I I love her for it. And she definitely inspires me. And then. Uh, my best friend Tom, back in West Virginia, we keep in contact, uh, talking to each other on the phone and stuff, and um, I'm going to get to see him this weekend, and he's definitely a guy that, that always challenges me and uh, inspires me as well. He's been my buddy since high school. Um, when I was really thinking about this topic and thinking about friends, uh, I actually connected it to, no big surprise, a uh, an animated movie, a kid's movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's also, uh, it's also connected to our last week's topic. I wanted to share about the best video game movie of all time, Wreck-It Ralph. Nice. Anyone? No, yes. I have seen that one. You have I've seen, seen that. Ronnie, have you seen I've that? I've seen that one multiple times. Nope. Ronnie, come on, Ronnie, <laughs> man. You are bad in a thousand. So, anyways, no. yeah, get, get, get your pen out. <laughs> Uh, I didn't warn Mark, but he's Mark, gonna have like that. No, record. I was gonna say that, it's a it's a good one. It's a good one, Mark. Did you have a? I didn't warn you about this, so did you have a funny ele- elevator pitch to to give? I have a serious one to kind of, you know, bring it into perspective. But if you if you if you or Pat want to give a a good elevator pitch for Ronnie, go ahead. No, Mark, you go. You're good at this. Oh no, because I've only ever seen Wreck It Ralph once. Um, I guess even even if you're a video game character, don't let jealousy get the best of you because bad things can happen, and that's probably a really weak elevator pitch. But I don't. It's not, rem- not bad, I, but yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't. I don't remember. 
It's all right. I don't remember the whole plot of that movie. I've seen it. It's a good, I just I don't remember the whole plot of it. It's a good effort, buddy. I've seen it more than once, so let me go ahead and give my elevator pitch. Ronnie, this is the essence of Wreck-It Ralph, and I think you're really going to like it if you give it a chance, okay? So, Wreck-It Ralph, he's a bad guy who wants to be a good guy. So he goes on a journey to make it happen, and along the way finds friendship, peril, and adventure discovering that while he might not be able to change his identity, others might be able to help him be who he wants to be. Huh? That's uh-huh. nice. That should be on the back of the DVD. That's pretty solid. So he's <laughs> in the video game meeting these people? That's right. He is He is a video game character. Spoilers, he is a video game character. So the reason I brought this up was not for an elevator pitch, and it was not to expose Ronnie's uh, inexperience with all animated movies. Uh, it was actually, it, <laughs> it, it was actually, uh, there's a, one of my favorite lines comes at the end and it's from Ralph himself. Now these are minor spoilers. So Ronnie, I don't think this is going to ruin the experience, but, um, I'm just going to kind of just share. He's gotten to the end of the movie and he's kind of reflecting on his adventure and he's about to be thrown off a building. Now that sounds really bad when I say it out loud, but it's a part of the video game. So he's, he's kind of consigned to the fact that he's just, <laughs> he's, he's always going to be a bad guy. So uh, while he's about to be thrown off, he's looking out over at another video game where there's a, a character that has become his friend during the movie. And uh, it says, or he says when he's about to be thrown out, he says, it turns out, I don't need a medal to tell me I'm a good guy because if that little kid likes me, how bad can I really be? And so every time I hear this quote, um, I I, I get a little like I get a little, you know, my my eyes start to leak, whatever. Uh, I'm a man, men don't cry. Uh, But I I think about (laughs) like I think about when Ralph is saying that I don't get emotional because I'm like, oh, that little video game character likes that other video game character. No. I think about my own life and how, how many times in my life I'm like Wreck-It Ralph and how I have all these good intentions. I, I try to make an effort to be a good, positive person, to love my family and friends. And sometimes I fail miserably. And when I get negative and I want to get up, I remember the person, the most important person in my life, uh, Jesus Christ. And I remember not just what he did for me on the cross and through his resurrection and grace, but I, I remember that he believes in me. And that he, he's given me a great purpose. Not rules to follow, not unrealistic expectations to struggle with. He's given me goals and, and dreams and a plan to reach uh, to my full potential through his power. And the only reason it's hard sometimes is because I'm trying to do it alone. And since we've talked about before, we're not meant to do this alone. Uh, I think it's very fitting to talk about God because, you know, he believes in us. He he. He wants to give us strength through his grace, through relationship with him. And uh, he simply just asked for us to believe in him back. He believes in us. We just need to believe in him back. Uh, And so I really want to encourage you guys, you know, to not only watch the movie Wreck-It Ralph, but but think about your (laughs) your own relationship with God, understanding that in what he did, he believed in us first, and he's just asking us to believe in him. So... Uh, that's what I wanted to share with you know Wreck-It Ralph and and my best buddy Jesus. Jesus is yeah. a friend of mine. I uh, <laughs> not the same uh, kind of movie, uh, but I just watched this 
new series on Netflix. It's called Maniac. It's uh, uh, about yeah, it's about it's about two individuals and they got they got some inner demons that they got to work out and they're trying to do it alone. Um, and I was watching this this uh, this series and I didn't look at it as you know another one of those those shows that's I don't know what's going on. This is ridiculous. I kind of tried to look at it like like in, in your eyes, Lucas is. There's got to be a story in here. What's the story that they're trying to tell? And uh, there's eh, pretty pretty good spoilers right uh, right here. So if you're going to watch Maniac, just spoiler alert here about, about 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 20 seconds. But um, these two individuals, uh, Jonah Hill and Emma Stone's characters, they're trying to face their inner demons alone. Um, and throughout the series, uh, they're they're tr- they're getting closer together. They're they're uh, they're perfor- uh, their relationship is fostering. And by the end of the end of the show, um, all they needed was just a friend to help them get get them through that, hmm. uh, to to face their to face their demons, um, and just so they didn't have to go it alone. And that's all they needed. All they needed, and uh, that's what I got out of that one. Um, it's not, not the same as Wreck It Ralph, but a little bit more serious. But it's pretty much the same kind of story. That's cool. Nice. I think uh, the third way to con- that we connect is is kind of related to friends and family, but. Uh, it's a love, and uh, it's someone. Sometimes it's something to love, um, but I was thinking about uh, and thinking about you know us talking about who do we love, what do we love, and why. Uh, I I don't know if you guys did did everybody see the Last Jedi. We keep bringing up movies, and I I hope maybe just maybe I've all of us one. saw this one. Yes. So all of us have seen the Last Jedi. <laughs> so there's a part at the that end of the correct. towards the end of the movie when uh, the Rose, I think, one of the most hated, I think besides Jar Jar Binks, she's one of the more recent hated characters in the Star Wars universe for some reason. <laughs> uh, Which I I don't understand. No, I don't either. But anyways, she saves she saves Flynn's life, and he's like, "Why did you do it?" And she said, "Wars aren't won by killing what you hate, but saving those you love." And that quote really hit me, and I think it's really important to think about. It's, it's, it's a little different than the friend question, because with the friends and family, it's how they inspire us, how they affect us, how they have an impact on us. But we also have to give love, like we also have to impact others. And so who do you guys love and why? For me, uh, love, I love, I, I love everyone. Now, that doesn't mean I like everyone. Because sometimes that can be tough, you know, based on what people do, their deeds, their words, their actions, you know, it, it could make you not like someone, but that shouldn't diminish uh, the love because of that. Uh, because I think Jesus sa- said, you know, love one another as I have loved you. So that has that I, I kind of live by because. Yes, I'm, I may not like this person, but that doesn't mean that I can't love them or pray for them or hopefully that they turn their life around or whatever. That's it's it's not I'm not the judge, you know. He's the judge. Boom! Absolutely. Um, uh, first and foremost, I love, I love I love God. I love every everything about Him and all that He's done for me. Uh, the fact that uh, He took. You know, someone like me, who on many occasions has come so close to destroying his life um, and can just turn my life around um, 
and, and you know most of all what he did for me through his son on the cross uh, you know that's that's the biggest thing uh, for me and it it basically is the 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 foundation of everything that I do the response to to what he has done and is doing for me um, everything I do in my life is is a response to that and and so that's why you know I definitely you know my love for God is first and foremost and then uh, everything else you know, after that of course I, I, I love and serve uh, my wife um, Kristen has been such a blessing in my life beyond measure um, she continues to be so and uh, she laughs at all my awful dad jokes um, even when they're not good um, she's a total nerd like her. I am and she she just gets me and so she makes it she makes it so easy to love her <laughs> uh, and 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 oh I'm leaking um, but yeah I definitely <laughs> I definitely, I love my wife. Don't ruin the moment by saying that. <laughs> Just go with it, man. <laughs> um, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to diffuse the moment. Um, but, yeah, so I, I definitely, I love my wife. And then, you know, my family, my family, my friends, my church family who have poured into me and who, like, you know, like Patrick said, you know, Jesus calls us to love no matter what um, and and so that's what I, I seek to do um, even if someone doesn't love me back we still are called to love and so but I'm definitely thankful for the people who have poured themselves into me you know family friends church family in some pretty rough times in my life they've been they've been a rock for me so yeah, that pretty much, that pretty much sums up who I give my love to. Yeah, very cool, very cool. So, with the change in the last year of my life, I have had the opportunity to go out and do, you know, a lot of different things that I, you know, I probably wouldn't have otherwise done. And I have met, you know, just a, a ton of people that I consider, you know, pretty close friends within this last year. Um, you know, I've met a lot of people that I play volleyball with. Um, you know, I've, I, you know, I've met different people at work, um, you know, with some of the changes that have gone on. And, I, you know, I think it, it you know, obviously I, I love my mother, um, but I've grown to love all of these people, you know, going and doing stupid stuff with them that I wouldn't normally do, Harry Potter trivia, like I was just there to laugh. Um, you know, it's given me a lot of opportunity to go out and just meet, you know, uh, a lot of new people, make a lot of great connections in my life. And, uh, you know, the friends that I've had my whole life, it's, uh, it's really given me a chance to meet uh, or to get to know them better, you know, um, I've you know been able to spend more time with uh, most of them, and just a you know completely different thing, you know. These are you know, these are people that I love, and I love spending time with them, and that's what I've you know I've been able to spend more time with them. So it's been it's been really great, really great. Awesome, nice. Yeah, I I'm I'm with you in that. I really love um, just connecting with a variety of different people. I really. Uh, the the fact that I get to connect with Americans and Brazilians, I just love different cultures, and I've I've really grown to love uh, different perspectives. It it always 
I always get just really energized by meeting somebody new. And I can tell that this past week, with each different day, meeting somebody new, encountering new perspectives, sharing about, you know, I love sharing about um, the, the things that God puts on my heart and, you know, the things that I'm inspired by and to share it, not, to not just be inspired and be like, wow, that's cool, but to share it with somebody else and maybe help them make a connection and, and hopefully impact them. I love doing that, um, you know, and of course, as you guys mentioned, I love, we, I think we all love our friends, our family. I love my wife also, of course. I love my mother, just like you, Ronnie, mama boys for life. Um, you know, and, and I love God. And, um, I think, I think, I think the idea of loving God is something that oftentimes can be seen as like the Sunday school answer. Like for those that have gone to church when you don't know what to say, you just raise your hand and say, Jesus or God, I love God. And that's like the Sunday school answer. But I had a, a college professor in one of my classes, and he was, he was, he gave us this challenge. He said, "When it comes down to it, if I love God above everybody else or everything else, I will end up loving them more than if I loved them more than God." Pretty much meaning that when I love God first, He enables me to love everybody else so much more, and it's through His strength and power that I can truly love people like unconditionally, because love doesn't really show its true nature until we hit difficulty, until we hit trials, and until we're tempted to give up. Um, that's when love truly shines, and, and I think uh, that's important to remember, because sometimes the world wants to say that, you know, love is just a choice or love is just an emotion. Um, it's a little bit of everything, but in the end, we decide uh, who, who we're going to love and how much we're going to love them. Um, and so, you know, with talking about these three different things, our purposes, our friends and family, our loves, you know, it all comes down to con the connections we have. When people are on, taking their last breaths, when people are on their deathbeds, they don't think about the money they have or don't have. They don't think about their possessions. They think about the connections they have. They think about God. They think about people. Um, and so I, I want to encourage all of us to just keep thinking about our connections and really cherishing them. You know, you know, some of the people we talked about tonight, I think it would be appropriate tomorrow, maybe not tonight cause it's kind of late, but tomorrow, if we see him in person, give him a hug. If we're not going to see him in person, send him a message, telling him thank you. And, uh, really expressing, you know, the connections we have and really being thankful for those things. So with that being said, I want to open up the floor for our final thoughts, final musical suggestions. Uh, Mark, I know sometimes, you, well, no, every time you, you bless us with some great songs and suggestions. I wanted to let you know that uh, one of our newer listeners, Aaron Thacker, he wanted to know, Why do birds suddenly appear every time? You are near. <laughs> I should have. I should have. I should have practiced that one a little more. I think. <laughs> my uh, my my mother-in-law would be very happy with you right now because that's a Carpenters tune. Yeah, and she yeah, absolutely she's a Carpenter she fan. absolutely loves the Carpenters. Um, but yes, me too. Yes, especially all their Christmas stuff. So good. Um, but 
Yeah, I do have some songs prepared. And just to remind everybody that we do have a Spotify playlist. Uh, yeah, we do. And and we have a podcast on Spotify. This is true. Yeah. We are officially on Spotify. Um, so you can search for the podcast, and you can also search for the Good Morning Guys Morning Playlist. And uh, I'll be adding to that weekly as I uh, introduce new songs on the podcast. I'll add them to the playlist, and uh, y'all can check it out. Um, so this week, uh, can you add the Carpenters? By the way, I guess I guess I can. I guess that's a good morning song. <laughs> Why not? I think it's very appropriate. Thank you, Aaron Thacker, for bringing that song to our attention yes absolutely and to answer your question i i really don't know why birds suddenly appear every time you're near so i have no answer to that question let us know he's got bird seed in his pockets yeah (laughs) um but uh yeah so i've got three songs that i'm gonna add to the list that you can check out uh the first song is actually uh incorporated with our our topic this week uh, it, it when we started talking about the idea of doing uh, a topic of connections, it immediately made me think of this song. Uh, it's a song a few a few years ago that came out uh, by a band called Sanctus Sanctus Real, uh, and it's a song called "We Need Each Other," and uh, it's it's a great song, and and the lyrics behind it are awesome, and it's basically talking about you know the fact that you know we need each other in this life. And so there's no point in any, you know, division um, and and just, you know, fighting and all that kind of stuff because we just need to come alongside each other. Um, you know, it talks about taking the good with the bad and the ugly um, and, and just learning to love each other because we need each other. So um, I would very much encourage you to listen to that song and it's just beautifully written. Um, and so in the complete opposite direction, uh, I've been really enjoying, you know, I told you I'm a big 80s music fan, and uh, if you're familiar with the band Weezer, um, they actually just recorded their own cover of uh, Toto's Africa, which is awesome. Uh, and Yeah, it is. <laughs> and so I'm going to add that to the list, so definitely check that out. I'll also check out the music video for that. Uh, because Weird Al is actually in the video. Um, no way. Yeah, he's actually. We got to make sure to tell, make sure to tell Ed Placencia about. Oh, that. I'm sure Ed's probably watched it by now. He's probably watched it a few times. Uh, but probably. Yeah, he's kind of dressed up as um, uh, Rivers Cuomo, the lead singer. If you've ever seen what Rivers Cuomo looks like, he's he's pretty much this. You know, he's dressed up as like the spinning image of of rivers rivers cuomo in the in the video so it's hilarious um but they did a very good job with the cover of the song and i just enjoy africa anyway because it's just so so 80s it's not even funny but um and the third i think that's the point it actually is funny it's so 80s. <laughs> yes <laughs> just saying um but uh but yeah, and the third song that I encourage you guys to check out is it's a newer artist. Uh, his name is George Ezra. Um, he put a song out not too long ago. It's a song called Budapest. And uh, it's basically a song about, you know, I would give up everything that I ever get in this world, um, any possessions I may have, just to, you know, be with you, to be with whoever that may be. Um, 
and so he's listing off all these all these things that he would give up all for this one person um, and it's just this fun little song about that so uh, very much encourage you to check it out it's fun it's a nice good way to start your morning and uh, yeah definitely check out the the playlist anybody else have some closing thoughts yeah I have uh, I just have one I guess kind of question that I want to ask you guys so this, this scenario happened to me this week. So we're all uh, we're all four males. So we are all visiting the urinals in the bathroom, and the the way the urinal set up in work at my work is you have the short urinal on the left, and then the two regular size urinals on the right. So I'm following this gentleman into the bathroom. We're both <laughs> going to use a urinal. Stalker. <laughs> I already yeah, don't like where this is. He's a going. creeper now. Right <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that now. now up. So, anyways, keep going, three, keep going. Three urinals. This guy goes in. Nobody else in the bathroom, and he chooses the middle urinal. He goes. Oh, that's oh, so I'm directly no. coming in behind him, and now I no. basically only get to choose which side of him oh, I want to stand no. on. <laughs> that's. And this happened. That's you should have. You should have stood right behind him, directly behind him. Stand directly behind him and wait. <laughs> I mean, it was one of those times oh, where gosh. I'm like, "Should I be like, oh, come on, man? What are, are you serious? <laughs> like, I guess I'll just use one of these stalls or something. This is awkward. Uh, is that is that a is that a thing? Do people just do See, that? I mean, I feel like you ch- you take one end or the other. This is this is when uh, you you still love them, but you don't like them at this point. <laughs> truth truth be told not that not that y'all need to know this at all but i don't i don't use urinals not a fan um just just not a big fan so i won't even run into yeah. that problem yeah, fair enough maybe I, need to, maybe I need to switch teach their own yeah maybe you need to go yeah, stall stall only uh i would say for me culturally speaking in brazil nobody really has a problem with this it's hmm. uh it's it. I know this because I could be in a row of like ten urinals, and I'll pick one, and then a dude will just pick one right next to me with all the other options. So uh, <laughs> no. Brazilians just Brazilians just want to be together. So I would say if it were me, if he's gonna pick the middle one, then I'm gonna go right next to him and just look at him, and be like, "Sup? How's it hanging, man?" <laughs> put off the wrong vibe. There. There's no speaking rule with the urinal, hey, also. If it, I'm leaving that yeah, alone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is, but if that dude's going to put you in that situation, then you need to take it to the whole other side and just make the line a dot to you so that he'll never do it again. Yeah, fair, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I'll be prepared next time. For sure. hope that was inspirational for somebody out there. Yeah, for all you people picking the middle, just pick a side next time. No, no <laughs> yeah. Or, the or be prepared you know. for, the, for the aftermath. <laughs> But that's all. Just general thought. All right, guys. All right. Well, that's all for this morning, then. If uh, you listeners would like to communicate back with us, have some fun and serious conversations, there are a number of ways to go beyond listening. You can, of course, continue subscribing and keep downloading our weekly podcast every Thursday morning except this week on Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Spotify. There you go. You could also rate us on iTunes because nothing gives that much needed uh, boost in ranking, I guess. I don't know. Or nothing connects us with the people more 
than a nice review and some stars. Uh, also, you're welcome to connect with us uh, as a podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at the Good Morning Guys at the GMG Podcast, and also personally at Nova Beyond on Twitter, at Ronnie Johannes on Twitter, at Music Eight Two Nine on Twitter, and I'm Lucas Ham Swisher on Facebook at MTTG Brazil Team on Twitter and Pastor Ham on Twitch. Uh, all right, my podcast and brethren, our listeners, friends, and family. Go get your good morning this week, or this weekend, I guess. And uh, may God bless you, guide you, uh, as you live your lives, work, and game. Ate, ate mais. And see you next week, as we'll be coming at you uh, from different locations next week, I'm afraid to say. But we'll be coming at you regardless, from Brazil and the U.S. of A. One, two, three, four! I'm a Toys R Us kid. There's a million Toys of Toys R Us that I can play with. From bikes to trains to video, video games. games. It's the biggest toy store there is. Gee whiz! I don't want to grow up. It's maybe a fine day. Toys R Us Toys R Us Such an emotional moment. My eyes are leaking. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and I'm leaking.